0: Section 16 of Vocus Populi by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section 16 at a garden party. Scene: A London lawn. A band in a costume halfway between the uniforms of a stage hussar and a circus groom is performing under a tree guests discovered slowly pacing the turf or standing and sitting about in groups mrs maynard geary to her brother-in-law who was thoroughly aware of her little weaknesses oh phil you know everybody do tell me who is that common-looking little man with the scrubby beard and the very yellow gloves how does he come to be here phil Where?" Oh, I see him well. Have you read Sabrina's uncle's other niece, Mrs. Maynard Geary? No, ought I to have? I never even heard of it, Phil really, I wonder at that tremendous hit. You must order it though I doubt if you'll be able to get it. Mrs. Maynard Geary. Oh, I shall insist on having it, and he wrote it, really, Phil now i come to look at him there's something rather striking about his face did you say sabrina's niece's other aunt or what phil sabrina's uncle's other niece was what i said not that it signifies mrs maynard geary oh but i always attach the greatest importance to names myself and do you know him what tablet oh yes decent little chap not much to say for himself you know mrs maynard geary i don't mind that when a man is clever do you think you could bring him up and introduce him phil oh i could but i won't answer for your not being disappointed in him mrs maynard geary i have never been disappointed in any genius yet perhaps because i don't expect too much so go, dear boy, he may be surrounded unless you get hold of him soon. Phil obeys. Phil, accosting the scrubby man. Well, Tablet, old fellow, how are things going with you? Sabrina flourishing? Mr. Tablet, enthusiastically. It's a tremendous hit, my boy. Order's coming in so fast they don't know how to execute him. There's a fortune in it, as I always told you. Phil. Capital, but you've such luck by the way my sister-in-law is most anxious to know you mr Tablet. flattered very kind of her i shall be delighted i was just thinking i felt quite a stranger here phil come along then and i'll introduce you if she asks you to her parties by any chance mind you go sure to meet a lot of interesting people mr Tablet, pulling up his collar just what i enjoy meeting interesting people the only society worth cultivating to my mind sir give me intellect it's of more value than wealth they go in search of mrs maynard geary first lady on chair look at that dear vicar getting that poor lady paupers on ice what a very spiritual expression he has to be sure really quite apostolic second lady we are not in his parish but i have always heard him spoken of as a most excellent man first lady Excellent. My dear, that man is a perfect saint. I don't believe he knows what it is to have a single worldly thought, and such trials he has to bear too, with that dreadful wife of his. Second Lady, that's the wife, isn't it? The dowdy little woman all alone over there. Dear me, what could he have married her for? First Lady, oh, for her money, of course, my dear. Mrs. Patalon to Mrs. St. Martin Somerville why it really is you i absolutely didn't know you at first i was just thinking now who is that young and lovely person coming along the path you see i came out without my glasses to-day which accounts for it mr chuck meeting a youthful matron and child ah miss sharp how-de-do do? i'm all right hello toto how are you eh young lady toto primly i'm very well indeed thank you with sudden interest how's the idiot have you seen him lately mr chuck mystified the idiot eh why fact is i don't know any idiot give you my word toto impatiently yes you do you know the one mummy says you're next door to you must see him sometimes you did say mr chuck was next door to an idiot didn't you mummy tableau mrs prattleton let me see did we have a fine summer in eighty seven yes of course i always remember the weather by the clothes we wore and that june and july we wore scarcely anything some filmy stuff that belonged to one's ancestress. don't you know such fun by the way what has become of lucy mrs st oh i've quite lost sight of her lately you see she's so perfectly happy now that she's ceased to be in the least interesting mrs hussefy to mr demure perhaps you can tell me of a good coal merchant the people who supply me now are perfect fiends and i really must go somewhere else mr demure then i'm afraid you must be rather difficult to please mr Tablet has been introduced to mrs maynard geary with the following result mrs maynard geary enthusiastically i'm so delighted to make your acquaintance when my brother-in-law told me who you were i positively very nearly shrieked i am such an admirer of your thinks she won't commit herself to the whole title and so compounds you're delightful sabrina mr tablett most gratified to hear it i'm sure I'M TOLD THERE'S A GROWING DEMAND FOR IT Mrs. MAYNARD GEARY SUCH A HOPEFUL SIGN WHEN ONE WAS BEGINNING QUITE TO DESPAIR OF THE PUBLIC TASTE MR. Tablet WELL, I'VE ALWAYS SAID SO LONG AS YOU GIVE THE PUBLIC A REALLY FIRST-RATE ARTICLE AND ARE PREPARED TO SPEND ANY AMOUNT OF MONEY ON PUSHING IT, YOU KNOW YOU'RE SURE TO SEE A HANDSOME RETURN FOR YOUR OUTLAY IN THE LONG RUN AND OF COURSE YOU MUST GET IT CAREFULLY ANALYZED BY COMPETENT JUDGES Mrs. MAYNARD GEARY ah but you can feel independent of criticism now can't you mr Tablet oh i defy any to find anything unwholesome in it it's as suitable for the most delicate child as it is for adults nothing to irritate the most sensitive mrs maynard geary ah you mean certain critics are so thin-skinned they are indeed mr Tablet warming to his subject but the beauty of this particular composition is that it causes absolutely no unpleasantness or inconvenience afterwards in some cases indeed it acts like a charm i've known of two cases of long-standing erysipelas it has completely cured mrs maynard geary rather at sea. how gratifying that must be but that is the magic of all truly great work it is such an anodyne it takes people so completely out of themselves doesn't it mr Tablet it takes anything of that sort out of them ma'am it's the finest discovery of the age no household will be without it in a few months though perhaps i say it who shouldn't mrs maynard geary still more astonished oh but i like to hear you i'm so tired of hearing people pretending to disparage what they have done it's such a pose and i hate posing real genius is never modest if he had been more retiring she would have of course reversed this axiom i wish you would come and see me on one of my tuesdays mr tablett i should feel so honoured and i think you would meet some congenial spirits do look in some evening i will send you a card if i may let me see could you come and lunch next sunday i've got a little man coming who was very nearly eaten up by cannibals i think he would interest you mr tablett I shall be proud to meet him. Er, did they eat much of him? Mrs. Maynard Geary, who privately thinks this rather vulgar. How witty you are. That's quite worthy of, er, Sabrina, really. Then you will come? So glad. And now I mustn't keep you from your other admirers any longer. She dismisses him. Later, Mrs. Maynard Geary to her brother-in-law how could you say that dear mr tablette was dull phil i found him perfectly charming so original and unconventional he's promised to come to me by the way what did you say the name of his book was phil i never said he had written a book mrs maynard geary phil you did sabrina's other something why i've been praising it to him entirely on your recommendation phil No, no, your mistake. I only asked if you'd read Sabrina's uncle's other niece. And as I made up the title on the spur of the moment, I should have been rather surprised if you had. He never wrote a line in his life. Mrs. Maynard Geary. How abominable of you! But surely he's famous for something. He talks like it. With reviving hope. Phil. Oh, yes, he's the inventor and patentee of the new Sabrina soap. He says he'll make a fortune over it mrs maynard geary but he hasn't even done that yet phil i'll never forgive you for letting me make such an idiot of myself what am i to do now i can't have him coming to me he's really too impossible phil do oh order some of the soap and wash your hands of him i suppose not that he isn't a good deal more presentable than some of your lions after all is said and done Mrs. Maynard Geary, before she takes her leave, contrives to inform Mr. Tablette, with her prettiest penitence, that she has only just recollected that her luncheon-party is put off, and that her Tuesdays are over for the season. Directly she returns to town she promises to let him hear from her. In the meantime he is not to think of troubling himself to call, so there is no harm done after all. End of section 16, read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com.